Welcome back to The Body Podcast, where we talk strength, conditioning, lifestyle, and everything in between. Today, we have body member Jay with us talking college sports and how body brings out his inner athlete. Jay Hardrick, how are we doing? Doing good, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it was supposed to be you and uh, someone else, and Olivia was too cool. Rumor has it, she yeah. heard that Nikki wasn't going to be doing it with me. Yes. So she was just like, well, screw Scott. Yeah. I don't fucking want to talk to that guy. <laughs> so you have a boy's day. So that's why we're here today. Hey, Olivia, I still love you, but you definitely <laughs> should be here right now. And we it's should awesome. say, we'll start it off before we get into anything. Congratulations. You just got engaged to her. Thank you. Thank you, man. Yeah, big... Big stuff. Um, it's still, I guess, kind of hasn't hit me. Like getting engaged is a huge step in your life. Well, hit your bank account. In my bank account. Yeah. yeah that, that ring and the engagement. It will uh, hit you when the wedding prices starts coming. You're like yeah. two dollars for a fork. Yeah. We we <laughs> we eat in. We're we're getting we're getting little chairs with our yeah. we're cro- a picnic style yeah. or a barbecue style exactly. crossing your legs, family. Sorry. Yeah. We gonna we put the plate saw, plate we on the lap. Saw, uh, about 20 grand for one quote actually will end up being 25 grand jeez um so i don't know we might have to make some calls maybe do uber eats or something maybe <laughs> save up i don't know honestly just do like the barbecue you know the cross legs at the chair and just put a plastic plate load it up we should have it at nikki's house because this place is great yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'll uh I'll get, I'll get a quote for you after this and there let you know go. perfect um, but i guess let's get in tell us a little bit about yourself yeah, uh, Jay Hardrick. I am born and raised in uh, Montclair, New Jersey, actually, North Jersey. I uh, was raised by my mom and uh, my grandparents. Then my mother got remarried when I was going into high school and then ended up moving to uh, an area called Waxhaw, North Carolina. Um, middle of nowhere is pretty much when you're a city kid yeah. in New Jersey. And then you so move like Montclair, South. New Jersey, a little different than... Way, way <laughs> different. Uh, I remember uh, my mom and my then stepdad, actually, we had our house built, custom, uh, custom built from the ground up. And we did some trips out to North Carolina. And I remember it being humid and hot. I was wearing a Carmelo Anthony jersey. He just retired today. So. The Nuggets? Yeah. The no, Nuggets I, I, had a, I had the baby blue. You already know. Yeah, yeah you the baby know blue. Yeah. Um, I was wearing that, and I was I was sweating. I was felt <laughs> sticky. And honestly, this might sound really ignorant, but as a kid, I didn't even know where North Carolina really was. Because when you're from the North, it's all you care about. Yeah. Um, it's, all, it's, really that, it's all that matters. So, uh, But when we moved to Waxhaw, North Carolina, went to high school at Cuthbertson, uh, high school right outside uh, like near Charlotte yeah I would say it's about I would say a solid 25-30 outside of Charlotte okay so um, yeah for people that don't know yeah Charlotte based uh, suburb of Charlotte yeah Charlotte North Carolina yep um, and then went to college at Cape Fear Community College for my freshman year and then went to the University of North Carolina Wilmington right on the beach for four and a half years yep. best time of my life shout out to all the Seahawks if you're listening if anybody's I, from there I actually have a Buddy that played tennis there. I'm trying to remember. Really? Yeah. I know it was Anton Nikolov. Ring a bell? No. no. That's a that's a a tennis name though. That's a tennis name. Shout out Anton. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I took a serve off my chest from him at about 108 miles an hour, so I was good. I don't want that. I'm a a pickleball guy now. Yeah. Much better. All right. So you go to UNC Wilmington and you you walk onto the basketball team. Yeah. So it's it pretty interesting story of how it all came to be. Yep. Um, So out of high school, played high school basketball. We were number one in the state for back to back years, my junior and senior year. Uh, we had a star point guard. He was a four-star. Uh, his name was Shelton Mitchell, uh, one of my good friends to this day. He ended up playing at Clemson, being the star point guard there for some years. Um, 
What's funny is that that brought a lot of attention to our team, of course, with him and a lot of smaller schools. For me, wasn't the best ball player ever enough yep. to kind of get. Well, I played against you on Fridays and I torched you. So yeah, yeah you I killed mean, me yeah, that yeah, one yeah, day. Yeah, no, what's funny is the one day we actually did play was like my worst shooting day, and I was just like, "What's what going they all on? say?" And the day before, <laughs> and the day before, the week before that, I was I was killing. <laughs> and then I saw you, and then we played again. I was like, "Man, I can't hit a shot, man. It's it's killing me." But. Um, I mean, I'm washed now. I'm like 28. I do it I'm for the cardio. I do it for the cardio. Yeah, yeah. It's it was just something different to switch it up. Yeah. Um, but uh, we were getting a lot of different people coming to watch us all play. Me and the rest of our guys in our starting five. Um, <laughs> I had a lot of Division two looks. Never got an offer. I had a lot of JUCOs and D3s that were really knocking on the door. A lot of them in Virginia. Uh, that were really ready for me to like join if I just there's not really scholarships but like yeah like, committed I, to whatever school yeah yeah no I played I played you know, I recruited a bunch of D3s in the Northeast okay. so I uh, I know that process but yeah, you chose you chose UNC Wilmington I chose Cape Fear actually oh Cape so, Fear yeah. so Cape Fear Community College is actually in Wilmington it's in downtown Wilmington there's only two schools there there's Cape Fear and there's UNC Wilmington um, I went to Cape I was getting recruited by Cape Fear for basketball and it was my senior night in high school and I had like my career high and I had like 21 points. It felt really good, senior night. And I kid you not, I picked up my phone in the locker room. I was gonna call Coach Mantlo. Shout out to Coach Mantlo, he's a great guy. Uh, he was the head coach at the time at Cape Fear. And Cape Fear now is one of the top JUCO institutions like in the country. Yep. Um, back then they were kind of just getting off of the ground. Picked up my phone, I was like, man, I'm gonna commit guys. I'm in the locker room, we're all hyped. And I already had a voicemail from him on my phone. And I was like, hmm, that's weird. So I like, I listened, and he said, hey, he said, hey, hot. He always called everybody hot dog. He's like, hey, hot dog. Uh, it's kind of weird to call you like your yeah. prospects or players. That yeah. He's like, hey, hot dogs. Want to let you know we just had a transfer from North Carolina Central Division One transfer. Just commit to us. That was all the spots we had. Like, you know, it's been great getting to know you and your family. And I've already done a few visits out there. Yeah. And got another team and the staff, and uh, I was heartbroken. And I was one of those guys who academically I was not applying to schools. I actually was like, no, I'll go somewhere for basketball. Like, I, I got it. Yeah. And what's crazy, looking back on it, is that my mom was even just like, yeah, he'll go somewhere too. Like, yeah. you know, and then everything kind of uh, fell through. And so I ended up going to Cape Fear as a student. Um, and during that transition time, I became really good friends on Instagram with a uh, <laughs> the starting center at UNC Wilmington. His name was Chuck Okbodo. Seven foot one from Nigeria, barely spoke English. He went to High Point Christian uh, out, out in North Carolina. And me and him became good friends on Instagram. He followed me one day because I had Wilmington like in my Instagram bio. And I think he just like did a hashtag search. So me and him became really good friends over that summer transition to me leading up there. And he always was putting in a, a bug in some of the coaches staff's ear about, hey, this guy, Jordan, back then I was going by Jordan, by the way, but mm -hmm. hey, Jordan, Jay, he can play. He's really good. And we actually knew some other players throughout the circuit, me and Chuck, yeah. who also could vouch, like, okay, this guy can play. And then I actually had to go prove it, of course, when you're talking about mid-major Division One coaches yeah. and, um, and Dobos and everything else. So I ended up having a few uh, open runs with the guys. It was still that leading up. It was around October time, and I get a call. Um, this is sophomore year now, and I get a call from the director of basketball operations. His name's uh, Coach Easley, and he called me and said, hey, hey, Jay, uh, look, we, you know, we've been knowing about you for a while. You know, we'd like to have you just be a walk-on. And, of course, academically, I had to meet the cut. Yeah. A lot of guys who are on, a walk, who are on who are walk-ons, they're just yeah, they're sometimes students. boost the average. And yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I was transferring in fresh. So, luckily, everything, I met the criteria. I played well, and I was able to kind of uh, – 
kind of worked my way in. Now, was I sitting on the bench for the whole year? A million percent. Yeah. But I still have my jerseys and everything. Lily wears them, and I'm going to hang them when we get a house. I'm going to tell my kids I was Michael Jordan. I, uh, <laughs> Doug, I, uh, <laughs> no, and I think what people think too is, uh, you know, I went the D3 route and I, I rode the Pine too. So, um, but I mean, there's some schools that I could have chose that and I definitely would have played at four years, but it's like, do I want to be in the middle of nowhere, Maine, playing on a, a 10 and 20 basketball team, or do I want to just go to school where I knew if I like got hurt or something? I would still stay in school at that right. school. I wouldn't transfer. Right. So that's why I chose my school. But I think people don't understand this. When you're a walk-on man, it is not – it's not a – even though it's D1, I, and I try to tell some of my kids, they went, oh, I just walk on a D1. Mm-hmm. It ain't that glamorous. It's not. You are you – are, you're running a practice squad. You're getting bold. Unless you are like the guy sometimes at practice, I got to be, hey, this is a shooter. So you, anytime you got to change, you got to shoot the ball. Oh, that was fun sure. as hell. For sure. That is yeah. fun as fuck because you yeah. just shoot every time. But yeah. – when you're just getting beat up every day, mm-hmm. basically no chance to play because they're always going to play the scholarship players over you. Yeah. For the, and they're going to give the freshman a chance yeah. over you. There's no way they're going to start a walk-on mm-hmm. unless you're down to like seven people, you know? Yeah. So it's not a glamorous lifestyle. So anyone that does that, I respect the hell out of because it – It's not glamorous, it's, but uh, – you, you get the jerseys. You, you get, get the, the stories. Jerseys, you, you get, get the, the stories. You get to travel. Um, and around campus, like everybody knows you as, oh yeah, he's on the team. Like you got yeah. the gear, you yeah, can walk yeah, yeah. around. It's a beautiful campus in Wilmington. Yeah. Uh, so like there were a lot of upsides socially. Um, yeah. oh. to being like you can go to any party. The frat guys already know well, you. Like oh they're good. They're with us. Brian like, Scalabrini, us. when the Celtics won in 08, he this one was like, do you? He's like you didn't play any. Are you still going to celebrate? He's like. Yeah, I'm going to celebrate. Yeah, I didn't play. He goes, in five years, no one's going to remember that I didn't play. Mm-hmm. In 10 years, I'm going to tell my kids that I played. In 15 years, I'm going to tell my star. In 25 years, I'm going to tell my damn they won the MVP. You know, it's like, no. People are going to remember. I'm telling you, bro. My jerseys, I have three different jerseys, and they're, we're going to frame them when we get our house. I'm going to yeah. tell my kids I was Michael Jordan. Yeah. So, um, then we're going to, and there was no cameras or anything filming games back then. Exactly. That's, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, we yeah. were black and white. You don't have to. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I, uh, so I want to get into something because you mentioned this kind of in, in the little bit of the write-up. After college, you know, you, you're playing basketball, and I, I went through this too, is you kind of gain some weight. Oh, and, God, and, and for some of you know, you're a college athlete. <clears throat> with a lot of, I, I actually just noticed between basketball guys and like some of my football friends. Other players, you know, like soccer doesn't really happen too much, but all my friends, mm-hmm. basketball, they play yeah. basketball their whole life from like age eight. They finally are done. Like my buddy went overseas, played, just called it quits at like 26. I was like, I, I don't want to do it. I'm get a real job. Wow. And then he put on like 40 pounds. Yeah. But it's like what you don't realize is you're training every day. They're telling you what to eat. They're telling you to do everything. Every so you're just naturally burning so much yeah. that as soon as you stop, you don't train like that. You don't work out. You you're don't. not going home. But you're still trying to eat and drink like you did in college. Yeah. And you gain weights. Similar story? Yeah. No, that's that's exactly right. And you don't realize it's like that, to your point, until after the fact. You like, you know, you don't realize how active you were every day. You were on a really tight schedule. And, yes, you had some time to, for social and stuff like that and to be hanging out with your friends and do this. But, like, you were active almost twice, three times a day, all the time. And mind you, like, yes, we're younger too, so like, yeah. you know, it's, oh. things are a little bit different. I can go eat like a, a McDouble from McDonald's and still go out and play. Yeah, you know. But now it's it, it was totally different once I graduated. Um, I got more into lifting because I only did one year as a as a walk on. Okay. So junior and senior year, I played club ball, which was still like I get to travel. You're still and playing, play, yeah. but I'm still going to like hanging out, yeah. nightlife, doing anything I wanted. So after that. 
um, specifically when I graduated. Yeah, I ballooned up to like 260 pounds. And just for context, it wasn't necessarily like all fat, but it was a mixture of that. I was like the like like a slim thick, but as a man. Like, yeah. Like, so, and it, it was it, interesting. Well, you also realize you're not working out. You're not playing pickup every day because you're going to work. You're sitting down. When you're in college, you're in class like three, four hours a day. But you're yeah. always walking. You're hanging yeah. out. You're working out. Yeah. You're eating a little. Like you can. It's easier to eat healthier, mm-hmm. I think, because you just have all the options there. Yeah, exactly. And then I'm you get sure. out of that. You're working at nine to five. You're sitting in a desk all day. Mm-hmm. Then you get up. You barely want to work out. You might play in the men's league once a week. Yeah. But you're going out doing the happy <laughs> hours. You're drinking. You're eating I'm out. You're too lazy. More than I'm yeah, and, and you're making money, so you're spending it on whatever. So you're, just, oh. and all of a sudden, it doesn't like happen after like a month. You're like, oh, I'm getting a little chunky. Oh, I'm getting, and yes. then you wait like six, seven months later, and you're like, oh god, I'm fat. Yeah, I saw pictures of myself. So my first job out of college uh, was a sports publications job, and I was working out with a friend of mine, James Simonowski. Uh, shout out to James, man. He was really into lifting, and I was like, man, this guy's cool. Like. I asked him just to work out one day after after work. And he said, yeah, of course, I could always use a partner. And what we were doing was just straight compound lifts. So it was never like like hit classes or and we were just maybe we might have done the Stairmaster for five minutes and then we're just lifting like, just to try to be like fake bodybuilders. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a mixture of like lifting heavy every single day and I'm gaining a lot of weight by not sticking to a strict diet or anything like that. So I, I was at one point, man, I was at 260 and... I saw myself in photos and I realized it was bad when my mom one day was just like, no, Jordan, you're getting kind of big. Like, <laughs> yeah. And I felt like that. <laughs> it was the biggest punch in my gut because I'm like, mom, you're supposed to be on my side. You're supposed to, you're supposed to think I'm beautiful no matter what. Like, yeah, you know, but she just she was just like, look, you're you're getting kind of big, son. You might yeah. need to change up your workouts. She actually told me to stop lifting so much because I was just getting so stocky. Yeah. Not cut up. Just just, just a big brick wall. Man. Yeah. It wasn't a good look. Yeah, oh, let's get into, um, you know, she's probably going to be listening to this, Olivia, and she's probably, you've only mentioned me one time in yeah. 15 minutes, so we're going to get into it. Um, you move here from Chicago, or sorry, sorry, from Charlotte, Charlotte yeah. from Charlotte, you move here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I guess, we go, what was the reason for moving, job? Yeah, so I actually ended up, I found a new job, it's called Zenefits, it's HR, HRIS. It benefits, yeah, they're the, in Tempe Town Lake. Yep, yep. They, yep, they just got bought by Trinet, um, but I was, I got hired there to fill out the Charlotte branch um, of like SDRs, kind of just cold calling, bringing in business to the account executives at the time, and we, when I got hired, we had two weeks, two weeks, just everything on the company to like be out in Tempe. Um, and it was the craziest experience that I've ever, that was my first time ever going West and that was my first time ever coming to Arizona. Yeah. So at the time you, I, did, I didn't know what to expect. I just thought it was just a desert because again, ignorance. Let me, let me tell some people when you from Charlotte and my buddy lives there and it is, is it's an East coast city, but it's like a small, at the time when you, it's a small East coast city. It's a town where a city where kind of not everyone knows everyone, but it's, it kind of, everyone does. It, it's a small enough where small like, enough, yeah. so when you go from there and it, you know, it can be cold some days, nice some days, rain, it's a mixture of like weather. Yeah. So when you're from there and then you get out to Scottsdale and it's two weeks of all your pay, I could imagine. It, it was insane. <laughs> um, we, I met, met one of my best friends to this day, JJ out there. He will be listening. So shout out to JJ. Um, I met him actually, uh, he was one of my coworkers, me and him just hit it off on the first day. We were like, Oh, we have two weeks here and the weekends we had a stipend. Everything was paid. We went to like a huge water, like water music festival that happened <laughs> to be here. So there was a lot going on. Uh, and I went back two weeks later, went back to Carolina and I told my mom right away, I told her, Hey, uh, 
if I move anywhere outside of North Carolina, I'm moving to Arizona. Yeah. And uh, she just, you know, at the time, she's like, yeah, okay, son, whatever. And then two years later, I actually ended up doing it. And I've been nice. living here in Scottsdale for the past year and a half, creeping up on two years. All right. And so you get out here and you do what any single male w- would do <laughs> is yep. you just stay single for the rest of your life here, yeah. right? <laughs> no, you get on the dating apps, I got right? on the app, man. I got on the app. And what's funny about this is it, it didn't happen when I landed. It actually happened oh. two to three months before I got out here. So it was about three months before I officially moved here. But you were like, let's just start, I'll, let's start planting seeds. I had my hinge. I had my Tinder just set out here. And normally I'm not on Tinder, but for, for that reason, I was like, yeah, let me just see what happened. So I got on Tinder, set my location to Phoenix. And on my second day, I met Olivia and she's, you know, gorgeous, six foot tall, Blonde, you're, you're like basketball babies. Basketball, yeah, you know, and, and just for context, Olivia was a, is a very, very uh, standout basketball player herself. Um, so she was. Well, she's not here, so we don't have to hype her up too much. Yeah, she, <laughs> uh, but she, uh, me and her met, man, on the second day on, on the app. And I, again, I was still living in Charlotte. And I uh, hope her mom doesn't hear this. But what happened was we were, of course, FaceTiming, texting. And I actually did cut off everybody else and just focused on her when you feel it and when yep. I, I felt a connection two weeks after that she actually on a whim just bought a plane ticket and flew to charlotte and my we've only been facetiming and talking on the phone which is that's enough but at the same time it's pretty scary for like yeah. a, a girl to do that and we had a, a great weekend in charlotte and on her flight day back to phoenix she looked at me and was like hey so like what are we what are we doing um, and then she asked me to be her boyfriend right then and there. So she um, asked. She she got me. Typ- um, typical Jersey boys, a bunch yeah. of pussies. No, I'm she kidding. Asked, <laughs> she, she am, I, am I allowed to cuss? Is mom going to listen? No. No. no I can't uh, cuss? Her, no, no oh, mom won't listen? All right, good. Oh, no. I don't. No, no, no. She won't cuss at all. Um, she won't listen at all, man. She, um, yeah, Olivia got me. Yeah. And, it's it's crazy to think that now we're engaged and we're one of the I guess few Tinder success stories. Yeah, um, I mean, and, and everything worked out. But she's she's my rock. She's my best friend, and um, couldn't be happy. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, congrats. I don't know what that feels like because I'm just a single, lonely <laughs> bag of milk over here. But anyways, no, no. no, no, uh, no so let, let's get let's get into. Um, Let's get into so you and Olivia are starting a vending machine company. Yes. Kind of yeah. go into what is this? Yeah. So <laughs> uh, I'm a YouTube nerd. I watch outside of any sporting events. I watch a lot of YouTube trying to gain knowledge on anything I can. And, you know, you get those suggested videos to watch. And it was this guy out of D.C. who ended up making over 200K additional extra money just a year. Um, and he did it through vending machine businesses. And that really got me thinking, like, there is always a need for something in this world. Yeah. Um, and, of course, he laid the blueprint out. He's not one of those guys that's, like, trying to sell you on a dream. Look, I did it. You can do it, too. Like, yeah. that's not what it was. He was true. He was honest. He ended up employing his uh, sister, who was working the dead-end job. And I got inspired by that. And for me, um, once I get inspired by something, like, if I say I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. I'm very headstrong. And I told Olivia, I said, Olivia, look, when you come back tonight, like, we have to watch this video. And she's like, oh, what are you talking about? And then we ended up watching it. And then her mind started going about the ideas of things that we could do. Um, different types of locations like um, libraries, hospitals, doctor's offices, yeah. auto shops. Um, and then the amount of money that it actually does bring in. Community colleges, universities, uh, big enough high schools, right? Like, yeah. 
you think about that extra, just an extra um, source of income for, for us. Um, and we're working on the logistics of it right now with, you know, us leaving soon. But yeah, um, but no, it's something that we're looking forward to. For sure. I saw something. It was um, about like ATM machines. Mm-hmm. You buy an ATM machine and he's, this guy makes like a, he has like 15 of them. He puts them around places mm-hmm. and, you know, every, people always go and get cash and he gets a $3 fee every time they use it. Yeah. And he, he would be making like a thousand to two thousand per vending machine. Per, and he would, yeah. yeah, he would stack up. He's like, it just, it'll tell you when it gets low. And it's like, he'd make like, he put like five grand each one. Yeah. He took a loan out to get the money. So he put five grand each one. So mm-hmm. he had like 50,000, but he was making 12, $1,300 yeah. per, and he had 10 of them. Mm-hmm. He's making, you know, 10, $15,000 a month yeah. in just transaction fees. The return and, is, is insane yeah. on that stuff. And, and he got it. So he was, you know, and I think there was one about a vending machine too. It's just mm-hmm. like, Hey, it's, it, they're cheaper to buy. You load it up and you just have to go re- come back and make sure they're replaced. And That's it. Yeah. Then he goes, you figure out what ones sell, which ones don't, and yeah. then you put some more stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. We were thinking about doing it here, but then once we kind of figured out, you know, the timing of it all, we're just going to wait probably literally until the end of summer. We'll talk. I'm going to I'm gonna give you, if you agree with me, after this, we'll talk about I'm not going to give anyone my ideas, but I have a great idea for a vending machine. Please. You should go into vending yeah. machine. We'll, we'll I, want, I want 10% of yeah. all sales. You can have this idea. It's a genius idea. I don't want that. Let's not say it on air because somebody's going to hear this. Yeah, no, we're not. And they're a lot richer than us. So, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> so yeah. they will really we're, run we're with definitely it. definitely holding yeah. I will auction off 10% of my brain to anyone for $100,000. You can have 10% of that's all my fair. ideas. If I think they, that's fair. If the idea I, mean, is I have a million dollar brain, I think. So 10%, you get 10% of all the ideas, I think. Some will be very bad. There might be one good one. So, um, but I guess besides vending machine, what do you do for work? Uh, so I work for a company called Paradox. Um, it's AI recruitment technology. I'm an account executive there uh, on the growth team. Um, so right now, um, I'm working with a lot of salaried businesses today, um, just trying to help out with their recruitment efforts for you know, talent acquisition specialists, recruiters, hiring managers, etc. And it's just, it's just an AI widget that pretty much goes on your home your home screen or your careers page, helps candidates find what they need more than your standard chat bot that can only answer like two questions. Gotcha. Um, so so it's, it's like a more advanced version of like that little chat box in the corner. It's pretty much chat GBT that's yeah. sitting on your careers page for candidates. Yeah, so. I gotcha. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, recruiting is, uh, I, I mean, that's what I do for a living, so. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm in recruiting for IT consultants, but it's. Uh, we'll talk after this, too. Yeah, so I, I don't know how much help I, I just, I just, I always say I don't know anything about IT. I just, I just know the people that know what to do. So yeah. I can't hit a baseball, but I can tell you a good baseball player, yeah. you know? <laughs> that's just kind of how I, how I look at it, so. Um, let me, let's, let's circle back, get back into the fitness side of things. Sure. How did you find out about body? So I found out about body when I was working at Zenefits. Um, I used to work with Sky. There was one, clearly, of course, one of the trainers at Body Now. Um, so me and Sky were pretty close when we were at Zenefits. She was a really good uh, account executive at Zenefits. And but I, when I followed, when we followed each other on Instagram, she was very into her fitness on the side, and that's really what she was posting a lot of. Um, and then I started to notice, like when she left. She was work, working out at this place or training at this new place called Body. And I was maybe, at this point, I was about a good month or two away still from officially moving to Arizona. Um, so I kind of just kept track of, of Sky every now and then and see where she was working out because I thought this was a good gym to kind of get my feet wet in when yeah. I move. Um, and then once I finally did move, me and Sky kind of got together and she said, yeah, come on, try it out. I ended up taking a class um, with Harper. 
Um, yeah, love, love hardcore. Super intense. Uh, Jersey girl. Jersey. <laughs> Jersey till you accent, die. Yeah, yeah. Everything. Shout out to Harper. Congratulations on the baby. Here's also the thing about us East Coast people. We shout out Everybody. people or we name drop. Yeah. Everyone. Oh my boy. I, got, I have to. Yeah. You just you I just you to. say names. No one. No one here will know who Anton is. No one knows no. who JJ. Is, but mm-hmm. we have to say their name. We got. I have to. I have yeah. to say their name. It's only right. That's the way I came. Yeah, up. This is how you just. I gotta show. We love just name drop. So we yeah. say, that, oh, that's my guy. Yeah. That's my guy. <laughs> that's, my guy. <laughs> that's my. Oh my guy. It's like it's like a friend of a friend. Like yeah. It's yeah. like in Boston, everyone thinks like Mark Wahlberg. It's like oh, Uncle Mark's in town. Yeah. It's like you're not related <laughs> to him. Like everyone's like oh, Uncle Mark's in town. It's like oh, tell him, tell him Uncle Tony said hello. It's like you don't know him. You don't even know him, Yeah, but they yeah. say it's just how it is. I mean, honestly, I mean, everybody who's listening already knows. Shout out to Harper. I took a class, and I got my butt kicked. Um, it was very humbling. And, of course, I came into Arizona a little out of shape just because I was moving. I was getting busy. Yeah. Not getting busy. Excuse me. I was busy. Um, so, yeah, I took one of Harper's classes. I was hooked. And then eventually I kind of I met Nikki, and then uh, I met all the trainers. And my in was just saying, hey, like, I know Sky from – our previous life, our previous previous job experience, um, and then I've been cool with everyone ever since. Okay, um, and it's been it's been it's been humbling. It's been a great community, and I love it, man. Yeah, and, and I want to transition that into how do you balance work, you know, life, working out. Yeah. I mean, now I mean you have a, you had a girlfriend, but now you have a fiance. Like that's because how do you balance all of this? Uh, it's things have definitely been more busier than ever. Like even last week, I kid you not, I could only get into body like twice. And, um, you have to go at your own pace with some things in life. Like you can't, it's hard because like you might go on Instagram and you can see everybody's at the gym and it's like, Oh, okay. Now I have, I have to feel like I need to do something. Balancing and planning is all that we do. Um, I kid you not, every single Sunday night, we'll look at what we need to do for the week and we write it out on our calendar. We go weekly. We don't go monthly. Yeah. We just go weekly. And balancing things out, making sure I'm eating the right things so like you know, it digests properly for when I do go to body. Um, you know, Making sure I am getting enough sleep if I do a 6.15 class and it's, and it's sweat and I'm really going to get my butt kicked. Yeah. Um, it just takes planning. It takes a lot of preparation. And then if you have a partner who also works out and who is also busy, you really have to get on the same page about your schedules because there's been times where, like, Olivia might forget that I'm going to a strength class at 5.30 um, or I'm doubling up and doing a sweat and a strength and I'm gone for the second half of the, of the day leading into the evening. Um, so really just getting on, on the same page with not only just yourself, but if you have a partner, making sure that you both are just locked in, ready for the week and knowing what each other have to do. Um, but it's, it's not easy. It's definitely not. There's days where I'm like, oh, I might have to kind of cancel this class because my body's just aching too bad. Yeah. Or, oh, okay, well, I might be at work and the next thing you know, hey, we're going out for drinks. And it's yeah. Like, oh, that, uh, that, all right. That gets all right. Like, I'm not going to be the one guy who's not going to go. So. Yeah. And we have a really close, uh, tight-knit team at Paradox. So, okay, I'm going to go. All right, yep. well, now I can't make my gym. But now I need to make it up. So being uh, fluid and being as flexible as you can be, does matter, but making things a priority. You make time for the things you want to make time yeah. for. Yeah, and I think the a biggest challenge, I think, for me, or I think a lot of people, is you got to figure out, like, are you just tired and being lazy tired, or are you actually tired and you need a recovery day when it comes to fitness? That's, because there's a big difference huge. between, you know, do like 
do I just, am I not in the mood, like, you know, basketball, you get all the time, you know, six days a week, you're at college, and then you're, son, you're going out Saturday night in college to party, you, you get your Sunday off, but you got to get back, and he's like, damn, it's Thursday, do I really want to be here at practice, I'm tired, can I get a day off, but it's like, do I get a day, it, am I actually just, do I just, not in the mood to play, or am I actually do need the recovery day, because there's yeah. a big difference, because there's there days, there's a huge difference, there's days where I'm not tired, I'm just like, don't want to work out, but it's like, all right, try yeah. to get your, your fat ass day, but, yeah. you know, that's, I mean, that's, I felt that many times, and over this, I mean, I think I'm creeping up on a year and a half going to body now, and like, I felt that many times, like, just, you know, <laughs> do I really want to work out today? Or do I, or am I really tired? And that's the conversation you have to have with yourself and the goals that you're looking to achieve. But I mean, honestly, ever since I've been at Body, I've, I've seen a difference, I've felt a difference. And everybody that I've met has been, I mean, like even me and Darius are really close now. Um, Who's that guy? Uh, Darius Shaw. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> me, and Darius, me and Darius are cool. That's, that's my guy. Shout out, shout out to Darius. Is another shout out. You don't need no shout out. He has his own podcast on here. That's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. I was listening no, to that the other All week, jokes. No, that's a, it, uh, yeah, I think just, you, know, you said balance, it's tough. Again, yours is a lot different than other people. Like, you know, I'm single, work from home, a lot easier for me to get into like the gym. But I think the the less I do, like you guys plan, so it's like, hey, let's stick to a schedule, which probably helps, where I'm like, oh, I'll, I'll eventually go today when I'm ready to go. And then some days I'm just been lazy all day and I don't end up going because I've been, I'm like, oh, I'm tired because I've been sitting on my couch all day working from my computer, right. you know, yeah. so. It's the mindset that we yeah. kind of set in sometimes, but uh, yeah, you just, we just push each other to go. And uh, I mean, the hardest part is, is showing up because once you're there, it's kind of mindless, you know, where you can just get a great workout in and feel good about yourself for the rest of the night or the day, depending on what time you go. Yeah, no, that's great. What, um, Obviously, you kind of touched on this. Any, what's the biggest challenge that you have when it comes to the work-life balance? Um, I always find it a little bit harder when it's uh, actually the summer time, spring and summer, especially out here in Arizona, because I actually feel like there is no spring in Arizona. I feel like it goes from winter to like summer. It, it, um, it goes like it's like cool, nice out. Yeah. To to goddamn, it's hot. Right. And yeah, that's what I feel. So I think some of the hardest challenges for me is it's all it's really nice outside so i like to walk on the canal listen to a podcast or listen to music like just relaxing music and walk or um maybe go ride a bike or anything outside that's not lifting um, because i like to change it up a little bit so a lot of the times having that balance sometimes walking on the canal is just easier than going to the gym getting prepped up taking my pre all of those things um so that balance for me is what i'm trying to uh I'm still trying to find that balance per se yep. now that it's warmer because you, you need to get into body. You need to get your work in pool party season, all that. Like, but at the same time, like, ah, it's already blazing hot. I feel like I lost 10 pounds walking from the and, office to my car. And then if you leave your car parked in the sun, it's like, oh. it's way too hot to even go in there. Mm-hmm. You gotta wait yeah. till the sun comes down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I wait till the sun comes down, but, um, it, it's, it's, it's challenging. Um, but at the end of the day, if you have goals, you know, I have goals to keep on just getting stronger. I love the hit class style, the sweat versus the strength in boxing as well. You know, I, I love that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is sometimes a challenge just to kind of get there, um, especially as we've been talking about on a long day or when it is nice. And ah, maybe I just want to just go for a walk. Um, yeah. But, uh, but for a gym head like me. 
Um, I'm still just still trying to find that balance. Yeah. Too. We'll have to tell Nick after this to get the basketball up and running because that's such a better cardio. Oh, I loved it. Yeah, it's great. I it. um, and actually, usually I prep the candidates with uh, or the interviews with some uh, questions I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask something that's not on here. What's something, uh, a little interesting fact about yourself that maybe we haven't talked about? Putting you on the spot here. Yeah, I'm a great cook. Cook, okay. I'm a great cook. Are you doing the Get Your Shit Together Challenge? I have not signed up. Oh. But, yeah. This will come out after, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was going to say. Darius got on us today in the group chat about that. Well, I was going to have you, I was like, see if you were on my team, and then I could just, we could do a family dinner Sunday, a little prep Sunday. I'm down. If you, right. I'll, we'll talk about it after this. All right, sounds good. Um, well, hey, thanks for coming on. I guess any advice for someone that just moved here and uh, yes. thinking about a gym? Yes, I would highly recommend going to Body. Um, I understand that it can be intimidating for those on the outside looking in, especially with social media. There's a certain, there might be a certain uh, demographic of people who go, um, but I want you to know. I want everyone who's listening to really understand that everyone who's there and all the trainers, everybody's there for you. Um, they're friendly. They love to talk. You build relationships, and it's a great community, especially with Nikki and the team in terms of what they have going on events outside of the gym yeah and it's only going to get better and better even with this podcast with y'all like this is great love listening to it um but i would just highly recommend if you're moving to arizona for the first time or especially in this area for scottsdale um make sure you have enough money in your pocket uh (laughs) make sure you are prepared to be burning i always tell people that feels like I just got out of the, the dryer every time I step outside. It's uh, it's, it's you're, I always say it's like uh, humidity back east. Or my mom's in South Carolina. Yeah. I'm sweating, but I don't feel like hot. I'm just sweating and sticky. Yeah. Here it feels like someone has a blow dryer on my face nonstop. Right. That's what the heat is. Just, yeah. And you can't even like, sweat sometimes. It's so you hot. You can't. And another thing that, that's really important that I want to leave you all with is being out here. And this is why people go on Instagram cleanses and social media cleanses because there's a lot of uh, Instagram people out here who love taking photos and think that they're doing this and that run your own race i will say that again run your own race because of course you can get swayed by social media in general whether i'm living in charlotte florida new jersey but especially in scottsdale Um, yeah run your own race find a gym find a community i would prefer it be body Um, and i'm not just saying that because i'm on the podcast i really do mean that i'm happy i joined and um, enjoy your time here and there's a lot to do in arizona A whole lot. So. It, the run your own race reminds me of a. It was a, a is a story on I saw on Instagram and it was, mm-hmm. hey, my dad was passing away. He had a he had a watch. He passed it down to his uh, father who's passing down. He's like, hey, before you go, I want you to go to a pawn shop, ask how much it is. And they said, oh, they give me a hundred dollars because it doesn't work. It's like, oh, go to this other place. Oh, they'll give me. $300 because it needs a lot of work to fix it up. Mm. He's like, all right, now go bring it to the museum. He's like, my God, they offered me $500,000. And he's like, yeah. Wow. So just want to let you know that it that some people might not see your value, but make sure you hang out with people that see the value in you and you'll yeah. be better off. That, yeah. that's a, and so kind of like run your own race. Go find people that don't compare yourself to other people. Find a race that you're running and run with those people. Yeah. You know? and, that's, and that's honestly like being at body. That's what we've done. That's what I've done. In the beginning, I wasn't really talking to that many people. Big guy, like might seem kind of intimidating. And this is really, I think honestly, before Darius got there, once they hired Darius and brought him on as the only male trainer, um, and then also the only black trainer, uh, uh, an African-American trainer, I felt more comfortable. Yeah. And then I, then I actually saw, we talk about this all the time, more guys have been going. 
But I, I'm not saying it's directly yeah. because, but I've seen a shift in When it. you first joined, I got a question. Yeah, so we're kind of going down a different route right now. But when you first joined, you're probably intimidated. You're like, oh, a bunch of, I'm beating, like a bunch of like white yes. women. You're yeah. like, oh, man, I was like, I feel out. And then it's like Darius came in. And then do you think you started maybe noticing more males and then more black, like more yeah. everywhere? No, because like, just, I it's like when it's like, oh, I'm thinking about buying a yellow car. Then all of a sudden you start seeing more yellow yeah. cars. But you go in there because that first class, it gives you like <laughs> tunnel vision. And now you're like, oh, wait. Yeah. There's more, oh, there's a lot, there's more people like me. And I just think even the person we interviewed before you, you know, there's a big, it's like, oh, I feel this shoe's older, like trying to stay in shape. But there's like, wait, there's a lot of people over 50 that go to body and work out. You know, like you didn't, when you start being like fit over 50, they would tag, they start, you're like, oh, I started seeing more people that were actually my age are coming out and saying, it's like, once you kind of like open up and you're like, oh wait, there's a lot more than I thought. There is, there's a whole lot. And, um. You know, I, I'm happy. I was happy to see that because it was that demographic of kind of just you know the white girls who were there, and everyone looked amazing. They were fit, but yeah. like there wasn't a lot of guys, and of course there wasn't any people of color. And I knew over time that was going to change at some point. Darius got there, it changed, and then I became really close with him. Um, guys, you might know Josh and Justin. We have like a little bit of a of a group, and um, and Jack as well, Chelsea's husband Jack, but. Um, be, really, really good guys, and, yeah. and we've I've, those are guys who were at my engagement party. All those guys, just because of body, yeah, and that relationship that we've built, and I've seen it change, and it's been growing and growing, and I feel like it's at an all time high, yeah. even with the other side of the gym opening up soon. Yeah, so it's can't up. wait. Yeah. Well, hey, thanks for coming on. Um, yeah. You have the address to hear, so Nikki and I will be waiting for our invitation yes. to the wedding. Yeah, we worst are. case scenario, I'll come on the bachelor party. I got you on that All right. for sure. Perfect. Absolutely. I'm, I'm a, a, a always always a bachelor party, never a groomsman guy. That's my that's my role. <laughs> I but, got you. I have an invite coming your way, man. Yeah. Right, for, hey, uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate Thank it. And, and for everyone listening, make sure you know subscribe, download, leave a review. Yes, uh, if you want to be on, do what my man here did. Write in, email us bodypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, write something. Don't just say or. Say, say a little bit of background about yourself give us some stuff uh, what you do so it can help me prepare like you did you guys sent us a whole thing gave me some good questions to ask so make sure you're writing in um, email us review listen do your hot girl walk listen to the podcast hot girl walk peace <laughs>